Welcome to Kingdom Living Ministries, where our vision is knowing God, loving people, and making disciples. We trust this week's message will be a blessing to your life. Enjoy the teaching ministry of KLM. Let's go to Lord in prayer. Psalm 27. Father, we come before you in Jesus' name, and we want to thank you for the Holy Spirit who lives inside of us. You promised that he'll never leave us nor forsake us, um, that he's with us forever. So we want to thank you for the abiding presence of the Holy Spirit, the ever abiding presence of the Holy Spirit. We're so very grateful for him. For without him, we could do nothing that would be worth anything. And so we rely on him, the greater one, for greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. And we trust him to lead us today and to guide us and to direct us. Holy Spirit, you're the greatest teacher there is. For Jesus declared that when you came or when you come, you would bring all things to our remembrance and you would guide us into all the truth. We want to know the truth who is Jesus So Holy Spirit, today, teach us more about Jesus. We welcome, come on, welcome, lift up your hands. We welcome the Holy Spirit, the very presence of God, the precious Holy Spirit. We welcome you and we trust you to lead us to Jesus. We worship you, Holy Spirit, and we thank you, Holy Spirit, for you are God. And we thank you for being on the earth. For you're drawing men unto Jesus. Now let's thank God for Jesus. Lord, we thank you for Jesus. We thank you for Jesus. Jesus, you died in our place. You sacrificed. Oh, we were so grateful for Jesus. Oh, we thank you, Jesus. Thank you for dying for us. Thank you for being raised from the dead for our justification. Thank you for living a sinless life so that your death could be received by the Father. And thank you, Father, for raising him up from the, on the third day. And we thank you, Jesus, that you are forever um, on the throne and that you are at the right hand of the Father making intercession for us. For you ever live to intercede for your people, the precious blood that you shed for us. And we're so grateful, Jesus. We thank you. We can never, uh, if we had a thousand tongues, we could not praise you enough, Jesus. And we love you, Jesus. And we praise you. Let's just take a few moments, lift up your hands and praise Jesus. We praise you, Jesus. Jesus, we praise you. We worship you, Jesus. We worship you, Jesus. Jesus, we worship you. Jesus, we worship you. We worship you, Jesus. We worship you, Jesus. We worship you, Jesus. Jesus, we worship you. We worship you, Jesus. Oh, we glorify you, Jesus. We glorify you, Jesus. We glorify you, Jesus. 
Jesus, we love you. We worship you. We thank you for being God. We thank you for being the son of man and the son of God. For you are God and there is no other. Jesus, we thank you. We worship you, Jesus. We worship you. Father, we thank you. Lord, we didn't worship you enough, Jesus. We didn't worship you enough in 2017. And Father, I thank you for Jesus. I thank you for the precious blood of Jesus. The blood that cleanses us. The blood that makes us right with you, Father. We worship you, Jesus. Jesus, we love you. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. Jesus, we love you. We love you, Jesus. And Father, we thank you. You are God and God alone. Thank you, Father, for loving us. For even as we declare today, you are a good, good father. You have fathered us well. And you, you are the epitome of what a father is. You are our heavenly father. And we do thank you for being our very own father. So let's take a few moments and worship the father. We worship you, Father. We worship you, Father. We worship you, Father. We worship you, Father. Oh, for you seek worshipers. Jesus, the Son, declared that you seek worshipers. And Father, you have found a few in Perth Amboy on 205 New Brunswick Ave. And Father, we say we avail ourselves to be your worshipers. We call ourselves the worshipers of God. We call ourselves the worshipers of God. We call ourselves the worshipers of God. And we worship you, Father. We worship you, Father. Father God, we worship you. And we thank you for being God. We thank you for being a good father. We thank you for being a just father. We thank you for chastising us. We thank you for correcting us. We thank you for disciplining us. Come on, let's, let's embrace that. We thank you for embracing, uh, discipline us. Open up your mouths, people of God. Do not hold back the praises of God. Oh, we praise you. We praise you. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Lord. We worship you, Jesus. Jesus, we love you. Father, we love you. Spirit, we love you. We bless the triune God, the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. We bless the triune God. Oh, blessed Trinity, you are blessed forever. And we thank you. We thank you for uh, saving us, incorporating us, uh, and adopting us into this family, making us part of this union that you all have. We want to thank you and we praise your name. We praise your name. Give your name glory and honor in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. How many know you need to praise God? Amen. For who he is, the triune God, the Trinity, Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. We need to take time. I dare you. I double dog dare you to spend some time exhorting each person of God and how it'll change your life. It'll change your attitude. It'll change your, the way that you see God and see life. Amen. 
Amen. Let's, let me pray one more time before we get into the word. Father, we want to thank you for this word. What an opportunity it is to share your word to your people. And I pray for supernatural divine utterance that I may boldly make known the mysteries of the gospel. I vow to give you all the glory and honor. I, I thank you, Father, as we expound upon Psalm 27. Give us grace. Give us anointing. May I not rush this word. May I not delay this word. But Father, I thank you. And I thank you for signs and wonders following the preached word of God. I thank you for miracles, healings, and deliverance. I thank you for wisdom. I thank you for the word of wisdom. I thank you for the word of knowledge. I thank you for the discerning of spirits, the gift of faith, and the gifts of healing and miracles, working of miracles, discerning of spirits. I thank you for diverse kinds of tongues and the interpretation of tongues. And Father, I thank you for prophecy. Oh, Father, we claim these gifts as we enter into 2018, that this, it will be a year of the Holy Ghost and fire. It'll be the big 18, nine gifts and nine fruit of the spirit in operation. And we give your name, glory and honor in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. The, the one thing, everybody say the one thing. All right, I'm going to preach out of Psalm 27. I got two translations. So um, we have the ESV, and then we have the um, New American Standard Bible, the NASB, which is quickly becoming one of my favorite Bibles, versions. I just love all of them, to <laughs> be honest with you. I, I, I love to, to, to baptize my mind into different translations, legitimate translations, that is, okay? Um, there are some illegitimate translations, um, um, such as the, the Holy Scripture, which is not really the Scriptures. Y'all do know what that is, right? Jehovah Witness Bible. Uh, we, we're not to dive into that uh, without, um, you know, of course, you could do research, but you're not diving into that to know God. Just like the, the Quran, you don't dive into that to know God. And there's only one book of God. Um, the original Bible or the original word of God was written in the Greek and the Hebrew, the manual, the original manuscripts. And from these, there are men and women who have dedicated their lives. They've dedicated their lives to translating these, um, the scriptures from the original manuscript. And sometimes they get it right. Sometimes they don't. And so if you don't know the original languages, so it's good to have different translations so that you can compare and you can see. Sometimes they may miss a word or don't translate it as um, easily. Some words are not um, translated easily as, as we would like to think. Um, what we call, what they call wooden translations where it's just, there's no flow to it. And it's just like, so it's, it's, it's hard. I mean, translating the scriptures or translating any from any language is, it's not as easy because you may not necessarily have a word. Like it may be for every one word we have in English, it may be 11 words in the Greek. And so they're trying to find a word, just like the word love. There's at least five words um, in the Greek um, that is translated love in the English language. So when they translate that, um, it, it really it really is challenging. And just like the word pneuma, which means spirit, translating spirit. Well, you really have to know the contents, the context in order to understand, is it the Holy Spirit, is it an evil spirit, or, if it, or is it the human spirit, so forth. So that's just my little, my little 
I guess, um, classroom today. Um, the one thing, everybody say the one thing. So Psalm 27, Psalm 27, and if I can, I told y'all to turn there, but I I didn't have it in my um, NASB. Okay, so I'm going to read this out of the NASB, and then I'm going to preach it out of the ESV. Does that make sense? Okay, thank you. All right. Uh, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the defense of my life. Whom shall I dread? When evildoers came upon me to devour my flesh, my adversaries and my enemies, they stumbled and fell. Though a host encamp against me, my heart will not fear. Though war arise against me, in spite of this, I shall be confident. One thing I have asked from the Lord that I shall seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord, to meditate in his temple. For in the day of trouble, he will conceal me in his tabernacle. In the secret place of his tent, he will hide me. He will lift me up on a rock, and now my head will be lifted up above my enemies around me. And I will offer in his tent sacrifices with shouts of joy. I will sing. Yes, I will sing praises to the Lord. Hear, O Lord, when I cry with my voice and be gracious to me and answer me. When you said, seek my face, my heart said to you, your face, O Lord, I shall seek. Do not hide your face from me. Do not turn your servant away in anger. You have been my help. Do not abandon me nor forsake me. Oh God, my of my salvation for my father and my mother have forsaken me, but the Lord will take me up. Teach me your way, O oh Lord, and lead me in a level path because of my foes. Do not deliver me over to the desires of my adversaries for false witnesses have risen against me, such as breathe out violence. I would have been despair. I would have despaired unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait for the Lord. Be strong and let your heart take courage. Yes, wait for the Lord. Amen to the reading of the word of God. I think we can just go home. (laughs) That is, there's enough power in the reading of the word of God. And Paul told Timothy to not forsake or not neglect the public reading of the scriptures. I think in 2018, I want to have a night of reading the scriptures. You know, sometimes we have nights of praise, nights of worship, nights of prayer. What about a night of just reading the word, having people to read it with passion and gusto or with with anointing and understanding? I think we need to get back to hearing the word. I challenge you in 2018, pull out an MP3 file and listen to the scriptures. Let them flood your soul. Amen. Um, The one thing, that's my message. The one thing. This is the last day of 2017. 
I don't know about you, but people always talk about at the end of the day, the end of the year, oh, 2000, that year was horrible. Oh, it was rough. I'm glad that it was bad. It's over. But I'm here to tell you 2017 has been good because God's been good. Amen. Amen. We need to change the perspective. Flip the record around. Stop saying every year has been worse. You know, start saying that we can see the goodness of God in in our even in our trials and tribulation. Amen. Come on. <laughs> I'm preaching better than you said. Amen. amen. We, we need to flip the record around and stop complaining and stop saying, oh, it was horrible. Oh, this person died. And, oh, let's rejoice at the fact that we had time with them. Amen. <laughs> what about that? You know, let's rejoice in the fact that God has been good to us. He has been good. He is good. And in our future, he's going to be good. So I want to encourage you from Psalm 27 today as we prepare to enter into a new year. Let's make some decisions by the grace of God to go after the one thing. Everybody say the one thing. The one thing. thing. There are many things that we may have on our list of things to accomplish in 2018. I may have uh, some goals. Come on. How many have some written goals? Be honest. Have anybody written down some things? Okay, you have not. You, 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 you can do it. Start today. All right. Tonight or or in the morning on New Year's Day. List out some goals. I, I challenge you to do that. Make some, you know, it may be small goals is to get out of debt. I, one of the things that I wrote in two, for 2017 is to get out of debt. And I, I and I did. Um, I was very um, uh, presumption, presumptuous. Um, I put down every debt. <laughs> I want every debt. To, but guess what? I am a hundred dollars away from one student loan that's been lingering for a while. Amen. Glory to God. A hundred dollars away. So I thought that was good. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Uh, now I got some other ones I got to take care of. But thank God for the, for what that, because that was, that was lingering. That's been lingering for years. It's like, it's, ew, it's just the devil, that little lingering devil. Uh, but I thank God I'm a hundred dollars away. I got one button to push and it's all over. Amen. Waiting for my little letter to say you are debt free. <laughs> but I did pay off one student loan. But there's another student loan that I'm $100 away. So praise God. Um, so make, make a list. Um, make a list to, of the things that you want to accomplish. But I want to say there are many things we can put down. Buying a house, getting married, having some kids, having some grandkids. <laughs> I don't know if you can put that down on the list. That can be a prayer list. <laughs> um, of getting a new job, going back to school, taking some courses, uh, adopting a pet. And nobody's excited about that. Uh, what about a little, a little fish? <laughs> no, uh, I'm, almost, I'm almost, I'm always afraid of getting fish because I think I'm overfeed them, <laughs> and then I feel bad to come back and they be floating. <laughs> like man, um, perhaps um, learning a new skill or losing weight. Uh, there, there, there are many, many different goals that you want to accomplish in 2018. Many will seek after these things. And people, but as Christians, we are called to seek the one thing. Everyone say the one thing. thing. Uh, I want to say also the needed thing, the necessary thing, Um, the only thing that really matters in this life and in the life to come. Psalm 27, let's start. So this is David. David is one of my favorite um, people from the Bible. Um, he, he, he was a man who struggled with sin and he also understood the grace of God. But one thing about David, he understood praising God, worshiping God. He would dance before the Lord. 
Amen. How many know we need some dancing people in 2018? We need to dance before the Lord. How many have, be, let's be honest, how many have never danced before the Lord? Raise your hand. Ray, hi, hi, hi. If you've never danced before the Lord, raise your hand high. Hi, hi. Let me, let me see your hand. Let me see your Okay. Uh, if, okay. I challenge you in 2018, and even before we leave 2017, is to dance before the Lord. Amen. Make yourself. Amen. Some of y'all have danced at weddings. Come on, come on. <laughs> and you can't dance before the Lord? That's a problem. Okay. We go. All right. Let me get off that. All right. David, he danced, he sung. How many have never sung to the Lord? Raise your hand. If you've never sung to the Lord, I'm not talking about just in a church setting, but I'm talking about personally, privately. Everybody has had a time where they sung to, not sung about the Lord, but sung to the Lord. Oh, very good. Very good. So David did that. All right. So he's writing this. Let's start with verse one. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? I want to talk about something real quick. Fear. Fear is an enemy. Fear will kill you. I've had fear grip my heart while I couldn't sleep. And, it, and, and my heart's beating. Boom, 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 boom. I mean, fear is real. The Bible calls fear a spirit. He says, and Paul told Timothy, God has not given you the spirit of fear. Fear is a spirit. Fear should, should never be a part of our lives. Fear can grip a person in a way that causes them to lose sleep, to forget about the one thing. Fear is a thief and a robber. Fear will rob you of your identity. How many people are afraid to step out and do something that God called them to do because of fear? Right? Fear will rob you of, of you becoming who God made you to be. Fear also robs us of the way that we look at God. It robs. And David said, the Lord is our light. He, he says, the Lord is my light. The Lord is our light. He isn't our darkness. So stop talking about the Lord like he's the one who's bringing darkness into your life. Everything about the Lord is light. Um, in one scripture in Timothy, it says that, that God dwells in unapproachable light. Everything about the Lord is light. I mean, think about it in the um, Genesis account. In the beginning, God, right? <laughs> and there was darkness on the earth. And the Lord said, he, he brings light. Everything about the Lord is light. There is nothing about the Lord that is darkness. Get that in your mind and your heart. Don't let the enemy take that away from you. He, the Lord is the light of the world, right? Right? He's the light of the world. What about New Jerusalem? Who's the light of the New Jerusalem? Come on, Bible scholars, who is it? Jesus. The sun is the light of the new city. Everything, and then even the song that we sing, How Great Is Our God, which is based out of a psalm. And, he, and first, I, 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 I never paid attention to that psalm, but it actually says that he wraps himself in light. 
So everything about the Lord is light. So David is saying, the Lord is my light. The Lord is my light. Many people are walking in darkness and cannot see. You cannot see without making the Lord your light. So if we're going to have light in 2018, we got to make the Lord our light. Amen. Amen. Ephesians chapter one, verse 17 through 19. If you're taking notes, we don't have time to go over there. It simply is a prayer that we preached about many, many, many a times. And it's a prayer that the eyes of our understanding will be flooded with light. The Bible also quotes, um, the Bible also says that the gospel is hidden from the lost and they can't see. The enemy has blinded them. How about believers? How many people can't see because they allow the distractions of this world to blind them? How many know you can cause, um, if you're caring for a baby or you're trying to do a homework assignment or a work assignment and you can get distracted, uh, uh, distracted from doing that assignment, and you can miss some things. You, you, you have blind spots, right? Even as we're driving, there's cars that come in beside us. And sometimes as you're driving, you can't never actually see them unless you actually turn your, turn, turn your head, right? Blind spots. Well, as believers, we have blind spots. And so we need to make the Lord our light so that we can see even in our blind spots. David understood this. He says, the Lord is my light. If you don't give yourself to the Lord and make him your light, then you will remain in darkness. Why isn't every Bible believing and Bible preaching church filled? Because people can't see. They're in darkness. Jesus said like this, people love the darkness more than they love light. They want to remain in their sin. You can preach a hundred times, come to church. If you just come to church on a regular basis, God can bless you. And people just don't come to church. They don't um, just refuse to be faithful in their attendance. How many know that it's important that you, I mean, one sermon can change your life forever. I, I mean, I, I can tell you sermons after sermons after sermons I've heard as when I was a boy and, and, and sermons changed and shaped my life forever. I remember listening to John Osteen, Joel Osteen's father. His sermons changed my life forever. I would look at him on television. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. Just the word of God. I, I, I challenge you to, to Google him and, and look up some YouTube videos of him preaching and, and you'll see. It's just wow. But people are in darkness. Some who were blinded in 2017 will be remain blinded in 2018. Everybody, you know, want to prophesy this is your year. It's not going to be everybody's year, okay? I'm just going to let y'all know. <laughs> Everybody's not going to get a blessing just because it's turning from one day to the next. It's nothing supernaturally going to happen. Right. People make it like they make a, a big deal. of all oh, this year, you know, and, and, and they make make it as. But if you got the same habits that you as you had in 2017, those habits are not going to just drop off because it's another day. 
right? Uh, there's going to have to be some transformation of the heart and the mind and some behavior tra- transformation. So it doesn't just change because it's a new year. Blindness doesn't automatically come off because of a new year. Some people who have been blinded to stay here, I am talking about it again, uh, blinded to stay home from church will do the same in 2018. I, 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 I can stay on that for the rest of the service, but I won't. <clears throat> David says the Lord is not only our light, but our salvation. What is salvation? Glad you asked. It's deliverance, healing, protection, soundness of mind, prosperity, help, our reason for not being in darkness, and so much more. The word salvation, do a study on salvation. Salvation is who God is. Everything about God is salvation. He he has come to bring salvation to the world. Every, Every involvement with humanity is an act of salvation. God rescuing the children of Israel from Pharaoh was an act of salvation. Come on. Um, Daniel in the lion's den. Um, the Lord shut the mouths of the lion. That was an act of salvation. So David said, the Lord is my salvation. The Lord is my salvation. Notice this. The Lord is David's protection. David is making the Lord the one thing. The, David is making the Lord the one thing. He is folk. He is the focus of David's life. Is the Lord the focus of your life? Are you trapped in thinking this life is all about you? Are you in darkness about what really matters? <clears throat> you better make the Lord your priority. He must be your priority and check this out in your time, in your mind, in your money, in your body, in your mouth, in your focus. He must be our all in all. Making the Lord our priority. There is no fear. David says, For the Lord is my salvation and the Lord is my light in my salvation. Whom shall I fear? Because David has made the Lord his light and his salvation, there is no fear in him. If you have fear in your life, it is because you have not made the Lord your light and your salvation. Let me say that again. If you have fear in your life, it's because You have not made the Lord your light and your salvation. There is no fear because he is our light and our salvation. And then goes on and says, the Lord is the stronghold. NASB says the Lord is my defense or is the defense of my life. The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Whom shall I be afraid of? Whom shall I dread? The Lord is my, the stronghold of my life. David is saying the Lord is the strong. So he's my what? Come on, help me out. He's my light. He's my salvation. He is my stronghold. All right. So those are three major keys, right? Um, 
the Lord must be our light, our salvation, and our stronghold. What is a stronghold? It's a defense. Um, there is nothing that can defeat our God. Fear cannot be a part of our lives. It must not be a part of our lives. 2018, just make up in your heart and your mind not to fear. That you're not going to fear anything but the Lord. There are at least 365 times, I think it's total 365 times in the Bible where the Lord tells somehow he says, fear not, fear not, fear not. There's a hundred, 365 fear nots. How many days of the year? 365. So there's a fear not for each day. <laughs> so wake up, fear not. <laughs> uh, God never brings fear. Whenever he comes on the scene, he never brings fear. He first thing he tells them, fear not. He, angel appears to G, um, Mary, fear not. To Joseph, fear not. To the prophets, fear not. Everything about God, there is no fear in him. In the sense of being, being afraid. He brings comfort. He brings joy. So fear cannot be a part of our lives. Fear cannot. So get fear out of your life. Get fear out of your life. Did you hear me? Get fear out of your life. Fear is a spirit. It will destroy your life. Fear nothing but God. Fear is an enemy. Say this. Fear is an enemy. Fear is an enemy. Fear is an enemy and do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. No matter what you hear and what you see in 2018, don't be afraid. The Bible says, Jesus said it like this, that in the last days, men's hearts will fail them because of what? Because of Fear. The things that they see, wars and rumors of wars and, and, and having people in office who's making um, dumb decisions. Don't be afraid. Enter into 2018, not in fear, but in faith. So say this after me. I resist you, fear. I resist you, fear. In Jesus' name. In Jesus name. I take authority over you, fear. I take authority over you. And command you. To leave my life now and never to return in Jesus' name. Spirit of fear, leave my life. I resist you. I come against you in Jesus' name. You feel something that's left? Fear. Resist fear. You have to resist it. Um, let's look at verse 2. When the evildoers assail me to eat up my flesh, my adversaries and foes, it is they who stumble and fall. Evildoers and devils want to attack you and destroy you. I love NASB says like this. When evildoers came upon me to devour my flesh, my adversaries and my enemies, they stumbled and they fell. How many know that the enemy will fall before they come against you Amen. or come, come to you? Um, you? You are familiar with this scripture. Psalm, um, Isaiah 54 verse 17 says, let's go over there. Some of you have never seen this scripture. You've heard it. But unless you've read the faithfully the Bible program, you probably have never seen it for yourself. Isaiah 54. Let's look at verse 17. No weapon that is fashioned against you shall succeed. 
You shall refute every tongue that rise against you in judgment. For this is the heritage of the servants of the Lord and their vindication from me, declares the Lord. No weapon that is fashioned against you shall succeed. Underline that. Highlight that. Everybody say, no weapon that is fashioned against me shall succeed. No weapon that is formed against me shall prosper. You have to get that in your heart. Go back to Psalm 27. Psalm 27. When evildoers assail me, assail simply means to uh, attack violently. When they attack me to eat of my flesh, my adversaries and foes, it is they who stumble and fall. You got to see that scripture in your life. The enemy will fall before they come, come to you. Amen. No weapon. The Bible never said that the weapons will not be formed or fashioned. It said that it just won't prosper. So if there's some weapons that are prospering in your life, you need to take your place in Christ and says no weapon. Um, Psalm 91 verse 7 says a thousand should fall at my right hand, 10,000 at my left hand. You got to know that their enemies will come and attack you, but it won't prosper. Our adversaries and our foes will stumble and they will fall. They will stumble and they fall when words are spoken against you. If you're in the Lord Jesus and know who you are, you can condemn the tongues that rise against you. Amen. Amen. Every tongue that rises against you, we condemn. Amen. Let me know the Lord protects your name. And the Bible says a good name is, 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 is better than gold. So you need to protect your name. God will help you to protect your name. So no weapon fashioned against you shall prosper, shall succeed. Make that part of your confession. How many know that, you, you know, you, if you're not saying anything, guess what's going to happen? Those things are going to overtake you. You got to open your mouths. Again and again and again and again, throughout the Psalms, throughout the scriptures, you see um, men like David, people like David, opening up their mouths and saying what God says. If the Lord Jesus had to quote the scriptures, what about us? We think that just, you know, some people, (laughs) some people believe, oh, the sovereignty of God. Oh, if God doesn't want it to happen, it won't happen. No. How many know that God will let you get killed? He'll allow you to lose your job. Come on. (laughs) Just because he allowed it doesn't mean that he endorsed it. He's allowing a lot of stuff in our country. He's allowing abortion. So you want to talk about the so God sovereignly orchestrated that woman to get an abortion. You are crazy and you don't know the Bible. You have the spirit of the enemy that has blinded you to the character of who God is. To think that God has endorsed abortion or God has endorsed slavery as if God is orchestrating this. You have totally missed the Bible. You are reading the Bible through a lens that is not from the Lord. Not with the help of the Holy Spirit. I'm sorry. That's I, I, I hate that the fact that God is misrepresented. 
and that he has been preached as if he is orchestrating everything in our life. I heard one lady say, um, gospel singer, and she said she, she's, she's not popular anymore, but she wrote several songs and had several projects. And she, and she says, uh, the Lord orchestrated for me to get molested. I, at that moment, I stopped listening to her music. No more. You don't know God. You call you you singing about a God that you don't know. If you think that that is the will of God, you don't know God. Come on, smile. <laughs> Why am I saying these things? I'm coming against theologies that are against the Word of God. Amen. Um, let's look at this verse twenty three. I mean, excuse me, verse three says, um, though an army encamp against me, my heart should not fear. Though war arise against me, yet I will be confident. Have you noticed <coughs> again and again, he's talking about now fearing. Though an army encamp against me, my heart should not fear. Though war arise against me, yet I will be confident. Let's talk about this. David said that these are people who are coming against him, but he will not allow fear to control him. People will control you through fear. Have you noticed that? They try to intimidate you. Supervisors, come on. <laughs> through their, their, by their positions. You know, you, you, you're respectful, but don't allow their fear to control you. People try to control you with their eyes. Or their body expressions. I've dealt with many of teenagers and they're like, okay, I can do that too. You know, like that doesn't move me. Like it, like it, that doesn't intimidate me. You, you have to come to a place that you're confident in God and God's love for you. The Bible says perfect love casts out, drives out fear. Be perf get perfected in God's love. Amen. Grow in God's love. Grow in the understanding of God's love. Baptize your heart and your mind in the love of God. That you, it doesn't matter what you say. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. Every tongue that rises against me, I condemn. <laughs> so it won't stick. Amen. So David says, and he says, though war arise against me. I mean, there's some wars that we have internally. Um, there's some wars from the outside. David is saying, uh, I'm not going to fear. Armies and wars will arise against you, but you will not fear because you have confidence in God. For greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Fear should never be a part of God's people's, uh, our lives. Fear should never be a part of our lives. It's not okay to fear. It's not okay. Say, it's not okay to fear. It's not okay to embrace, embrace the spirit of fear. Come on, say that. It's not okay. Spirit of fear. For those who's raising children, raise your children to not fear. Don't be afraid. It doesn't matter. You, you, if you kill me, if you kill me, if you kill me, I'm going to a better place. If you put me in jail, my ministry will still continue. <laughs> uh, if you try to drag my name down, God will get glory out of it and cause more people to hear me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, God, God has a way of changing things. 
if you try to fire me, <laughs> I'll have your job. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you just got to believe, have confidence in God. And if it's not your job, it'll be a better job, more flexible to the call of God on my life. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. <laughs> let's, let's go to verse four. <clears throat> one thing. Everybody say one thing. The one thing, the one thing, the one thing, the one thing, the needed thing, the necessary thing, the thing that matters. One thing have I asked of the Lord. How many know you can ask the Lord for a lot of things? Last night, I came to the church or yesterday evening and I said, Lord, (laughs) give me a parking space right in front of the church in Jesus name. And I worship God. And God did it. <laughs> I said, my God, glory to God. God is able to do exceeding abundantly above all I can ask a thing. He can do the impossible. And I said, wow. But David says one thing, Lord, grant unto me other things. Forgive me of my sins. Cleanse me with his sup, creating me a clean heart. But he says one thing above all things. One thing I've asked, I've inquired of the Lord. And he says, that will I seek after. See, there's some things you can ask of the Lord, but you're not to seek after. (laughs) Did you hear me? There's some things you can ask of the Lord, but you're not to seek after. Acts of the Lord, prosperity. Acts of the Lord, healing and deliverance. But seek the Lord. Seek the Lord. Let's look at this. One thing I have asked of the Lord that will I seek after. I will make my whole existence around this one thing that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. Man, to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord, to inquire in his temple, the word inquire means to meditate in this temple. We'll talk about that in a minute. To meditate. David is going after the one thing. He's seeking it with all of his heart, everything within. Perhaps this is why David is a man after God's own heart. Because of this one thing. Perhaps the reason why we have some of his prayers and some of his um, praises, because he wasn't, it wasn't about him becoming king, his name being a, a legend or uh, leaving a legacy, but his heart for God. The, the book of Acts says it like this. He says, because God's, David served God, he was able to serve his generation. And here he said, I, I, I'm desiring this one thing. I'm seeking after it. I, I'm desiring above all others. To dwell, to dwell means to live, to stay, to abide in the house of God all the days of his life. He wanted God's presence forever. How about you? Are you seeking to be in God's presence today? Do we really want his presence? We sing about it. Do we really want to be a friend of God? Do we really want to be a servant of God? Do we really want to be a a true child of God? Do we desire his presence? If, if, If his presence, the way he wants to 
manifest his presence, wants to show up in your life, something has to give. Sometimes we have things we hold on to that if his presence comes, his presence will destroy those things. The Bible says in the presence of the Lord that the mountains melt. And in Isaiah, it says the hearts of Egyptians, they melt in his presence. How many know that God will melt your heart? He will turn your heart in his presence. There's some desires that he will destroy in his presence. There's some King Uzziahs who would die in his presence. When you really have the presence of the Lord in your life, I'm not talking about the fact that he's, he's forever with you. I'm talking about his manifested presence. Are we carriers of his presence? Do we carry his manifested presence? This is what David is, he's acquiring. He's, he's seeking after. He, he's, he's desiring this, the presence of God. Why? So that he can behold the beauty of the Lord. So he can see how beautiful the Lord is. Old mentor from afar, I never met him. I was too young when he died. Um, his name is Keith Green. He wrote a song called, Oh Lord, How Beautiful. Oh Lord, How Beautiful You Are. I mean, just, I mean, he, he, you know, I, I long to seek you. I long to be with you. Oh Lord, how beautiful you are. Truly, we, we want to see how beautiful the Lord is. Lord, open our eyes that we may see how beautiful you are. Not how beautiful we want you to be. This is what David is praying for, that I may behold a gaze upon the beauty of the Lord. I don't think we think the Lord is beautiful. I don't think I, if you have fear, I'm talking about demonic fear, fear, the spirit of fear then it blocks you from seeing who the Lord really is, how beautiful he really is. Seeing how much he really loves you. And it says, to gaze upon the beauty of the... So David says, I want your presence. I want to be in your house. I want to be in your dwelling. I want to be where you are so I can see you. Heaven is only wonderful because he's there. He's not saying, oh, I, I want to be in your presence because there's fullness of joy, which there is. And there's riches forevermore. As long as certain kings sought the Lord, they, they prosper. I, I know that there's blessings in the presence of God. But David says, you know, that's nice. Wisdom is there. But I want to see you. I want to be with you. I want to just see how beautiful you are and I want to meditate in your temple. I want to think your thoughts after you. That's what David is praying. In 2018, we need to have that one thing. How bad do we want the Lord? How do we want to seek the, how do we go after the one thing? Notice it's to meditate. We'll talk about that in a few moments. Question is how to go after the one thing, how to seek after the one thing. I'm glad you asked those questions. How I many know I could have stopped there and, and continue and, and you walk away. Wow, the one thing, the one thing, the one thing. But don't wave. Don't tell me about eating a steak and don't teach me how to get there. So I'm going to teach you how to seek the one thing. 
Here we go. One thing. How do you seek the one thing? How do you seek to dwell in the house of the Lord forever? The first thing is prayer. Now, some people have fallen in love with prayer and not the one we're praying to. Some people love prayer, praying, or the emotions of prayer, or the ideals of prayer, a prayer, but they don't love the one they're actually praying to. You, I've seen people love prayer because they think that prayer makes them more spiritual. If I pray more, then I can brag how much I pray. If I say I get up at three o'clock in the morning, it, it makes the room look at me as, wow, they must really walk with God. Well, it doesn't because you can pray. You can get up at eight o'clock in the morning, but you pray throughout the day. It's just as powerful. You know what I'm saying? Or you could pray at night. Your time is at nighttime or as somebody else is in the morning. As long as you have some time, right? <laughs> it really doesn't matter. I mean, not everybody's a morning person. Or maybe their jobs don't allow them to be a morning person. Or maybe they have a baby. <laughs> it doesn't matter. The baby is running the time now. And you got to get in when you can, right? <clears throat> prayer. Don't fall in love with the ideal of prayer. But to really learn how to pray. Really learn how... Prayer is, is, you should pray for results, and I pray for results. And we're going to study a book. I mentioned it a couple weeks ago about the prayer petition. And if you do what this book says, we're going to have a book study. Um, it, it's going to transform, transform your life. Prayer at the highest level is fellowship with God. It's fellowshipping with God. You're not just coming to asking having your list, but you're actually seeking him. You're actually wanting to be with him just to pray. Father, I just thank you. I just come before your presence to say thank you. I love you. I just want to be with you. How many know that that brings a smile to the father? Amen. You're not just coming to seeking his hand, but you want to seek him. You want to be with him. That's why he created humanity, right? It's so that he could be with us. In 2017, we spent a significant amount of time going through the Ephesians 1 prayer, as well as years prior. Um, we, we talked about praying in the spirit. The last big series, five weeks, I talked about praying in other tongues. Prayer has to be intentional and purposeful. You have to put into practice what you have heard. Otherwise, you're deceived, as James says. Prayer is important. So go back. I challenge you to go back and listen to the sermons that I preached about prayer. There's about over 300 sermons on SoundCloud, iTunes, not iTunes Limited, but SoundCloud, over 300 sermons. And the heart of, of, the, of the most of the sermon subjects I've talked about the main subject will be you'll find is prayer. Prayer. Why? There is a lack of prayer in the body of Christ. And so I challenge you to do that. 
In order to seek the one thing, you got to learn how to pray. And I'm not talking about going through the emotions, but learning to really pray, learning to pray through, learning to pray to be with God, learning to understand. Um, Paul said it like this, to pray without ceasing, to pray without stopping, to always be a having the spirit of prayer about you. Constantly pray. Smith Wigglesworth, who raised over 15 people from the dead. And that's 15 people more than I have up to this point. Well, I'm going to beat him, Smitty. I'm coming, I'm coming after you. I'm going to raise somebody from the dead. Not just spiritually. I'm talking about physical death. So I, I, the story's not over yet. Amen. 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 All right. So he says he never prayed more than 15 minutes, but he never went 15 minutes without prayer. More than 15 minutes without prayer. Awakening hour. Kenneth e. Hagen, who I consider like a spiritual father, who has shaped my life probably more than anybody besides my parents, and Mama Gussie. And she said, he said he constantly prayed. Every waking hour, he's praying in tongues under his breath. He's, he's not in communication with someone else. He's communicating with the Heavenly Father. Um, there's books by E.M. Bounds and D.L. Moody. Martin Lord Jones, you go and you can see they gave themselves to prayer. Women like Catherine Kuhlman, Amy Simple McPherson, Simple McPherson, people who were used by God, they spend much time in prayer. William Seymour, Daddy Seymour, who, who knows about Daddy Seymour? Raise your hand. Raise your hand. One, two, three, four, four of us. Y'all got to know about Daddy Seymour. Daddy Seymour changed the course of the world. <laughs> old black, old black man with the one with one eye, who sometimes preached under a bag, because he did not want people to see him. He wanted people to see Christ. He was praying eight hours. This is 1906. You saw my book, and he did praying in eight hours. He was praying eight hours and the spirit of God said to him, pray more. He was praying eight hours a day. I think I'm like the spirit of God. I'm pray- I thought I'm doing it. So God says, you need to pray more. Guess what he did? He prayed more. I think he was up to 12 hours a day, 12 hours a day. And guess what happened in 1906? Azusa Street. Revival, because he prayed and a group of saints got together and were impacted because of William Seymour. I think that there's something to be said about prayer. And these people weren't praying necessarily just for revival. They wanted to just know God. They wanted to be with God. So prayer. All right, I can go on and on for that. All right. Fasting. Is another way to seek the one thing. Fasting. Turning down your plate to go after God. I'm not telling you, I, I'm confessing that I am a fan of fasting. <laughs> but in the past, I have not been a fan of fasting. <laughs> I've been an enemy of fasting. <laughs> Some of y'all too. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> fasting. This year, we're not doing 21 days. So it won't affect some of y'all birthdays. <laughs> we're going to do seven days of fasting. Seven days. Everybody say seven days. Seven days. 
I know most of the times we do 21 days. We just do seven days. See how you survive. Amen. Fasting is another way in which we seek after the one thing. Hang on in there. I'm almost finished. Fellowshipping. Fellowshipping. When I talk about fellowship, what do you think about when you think about fellowship? Don't answer me. You may be thinking about eating. <laughs> the saints get together and eat. That is not, um, it's, it's, it's more than just that. It's not just that. It's more than that. Um, when you're with other saints, don't just talk about how what's going on in their lives as much as discuss the word of God or how to implement the word of God in their lives or what is the spirit of God doing in their lives. Talk about how the sermon they heard on Sunday. And if they didn't hear a, a sermon on Sunday because they were in church, then talk about how their lack of church not attendance is affecting them spiritually. Amen. Amen. Discuss how to change things in your life by implementing the word of God. So we got prayer, fasting, and fellowship. A fellowshipping with other saints is how to seek, of, seek the one thing. This is another one. Hearing the word, both in a corporate setting and a personal setting. Hearing the word, both in corporate setting and personal. We must not be hearers only, but doers, but we do need to hear. Go back and listen to those messages that the Holy Ghost gave us in this house. You can take advantage of it through SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play. In some churches, you have to purchase CDs in order to hear the word again. And there's nothing wrong with that. There is nothing wrong with that. But that just is how God has led us. Um, so you have no excuses to not go back and listen to the word of God again and again and again and again from this house. I'm constantly listening to the word of God every single week. I listen to every sermon that if it's recorded, <laughs> um, I that's preached in this house. I go back and listen to including myself. And if I can't get fed off of listening to myself, I don't need to be preaching. And my wife can tell you every single Sunday I listen to the sermon. For a couple of reasons. So number one, did it bless me? <laughs> number two, did I say something that offend? And number three, was it on point? Or did it glorify Jesus? Every single week, I challenge you to go back and listen to the sermons on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Google Play. Feed your faith. You have no excuses for not listening to the word. What else are you listening to while commuting or working out or doing your break on your job? Or even at home. When are you hearing God's word on a daily basis? You're, that's how you seek after the one thing. By listening and hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing. Even if you've heard it a hundred times. There's one sermon I'm listening to. And I must have listened to it probably a hundred times. No lie. A hundred times. And I'm listening to it and I'm like, wow, I didn't hear that before. I didn't hear that. How many know that you only remember a small percentage of what you hear? And so if I hear it over and over and over again, I'm taking notes. Oh, I missed that. I missed that. I mean, there's some sermons I have on my calendar. Listen to every single quarter or every single week. Uh, one series by Dr. Norva Hayes. <coughs> I listen to the series so much. 
that is it's like it's literally transformed my life. I, I challenge you to get it. It's called how to live and not die. It would challenge you. It. I mean, he preaches so much faith. He will scare, scare <laughs> fear out of you. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's so powerful. How to live and not die. And, and it's, it's, it's one of those series that it will strengthen your faith when it comes to attacking disease and sicknesses. I mean, either you're going to be attacked with sickness or disease or you know somebody and you need to be there for them in, in your faith. And so um, I encourage you to do that. There's something about something to be said about hearing. We know faith comes by hearing, hearing the word of God. You must must make the time to hear the word. Don't miss any Sundays unless you're out preaching or out of town or it's unavoidable or working. We're not to neglect our gatherings. Make it your priority to be at your church every time the door is open. Did y'all hear me? Make it a priority unless there's other obligations. Says, I'm going to be here. I'm going to be here. I'm going to make myself. I'm going to press. If you're sick, press. There is a blessing in the pressing. Old pastor used to say that all the time. It still does. There is a blessing in the pressing. Press your way out. I'm telling you, there is um, something that happens, whether it's at this church or another Bible believing church. There's something that happens when the saints get together. Your countenance will be lifted. When you feel like not going to church, that's the time you need to press the, the most. Say, I'm going to go. I'm going to go. I'm going to go. I'm going to I'm going to make myself go. And then you'll press yourself to work for a paycheck. <laughs> Why not press yourself into the house of God for the word of God? Come on. For the fellowship of the saints, for the sweet communion, uh, to sing songs together to a God who will receive those songs. Why not press your way through? Amen. If you can sit for three hours at a movie, you can sit for three hours for the word. Some of us, including myself, we been watch movies after movies after movies after movies. If you could sit for hours upon hours and hours and hours and listen to the devil talk to you and entertain you, you can listen to the word for hours upon hours upon hours upon hours. Oh, yeah, I'm listening. I'm listening. Oh, yes. Change me. Transform me. Let me turn on PD. Let me turn on something that's going to bless my life. Let me let me read and feast on the word of God. Hearing. <laughs> on my way to preaching this morning, I was listening to preaching. Not just of me. <laughs> I want you to go away. Well, he listens to himself. That's right. I'm not one of those preachers. That, I don't like listening to myself. I got over that real quick because I needed to know what I was saying. Paul told Timothy to watch over what you say for in doing so you'll save yourself and those that will hear you. <laughs> And so I listen to sermons all the time. I'm ironing and I'm listening. I'm in the bathroom. I'm listening. I'm taking the dogs out. Ask my wife. I'm listening. I, I'm, if, when I was walking the treadmill, it was warmer. I was listening. Constantly listening. Constantly feeding myself. That's how you seek the one thing. Two more. I got two more spiritual disciplines to talk about. <clears throat> Praise and worship. You must spend time ministering to the Lord. This is a part of prayer, too. There's nothing like praise and worship. So set aside time to praise and worship God. Praise should be done daily and not only in church. 
The songs we sing, sing them at home, sing them all the way to work. How many of y'all do that already? Sing them at work. There's a reason we're singing these songs to, to, to praise and worship God. Set some time aside for that. And my last spiritual discipline that I want to focus on is Bible reading and studying. Bible reading and studying. Daily digest of God's word. This is a war for most believers. Most believers will not sit down and read the Bible consistently. You have to spend time reading and studying the Bible. If you're going to grow as believers, you have to spend time in God's word. It isn't enough just to hear the word from a minister, but you have to have to actually have to spend time in the book itself. It's not enough to read a book about the book or listen to a sermon about the book. You got to read the book itself. We failed in that in so many ways. Notice that David said this, that um, to meditate in the temple. Meditation is a needed is needed for spiritual growth. And it starts with Bible reading. So we have a five day Bible reading plan that you can read five days a week. Two days for grace. Thank God for grace. Come on. Let's praise God for grace. You got two days to to make up what you messed up, messed up for the week. Right. As far as Bible reading. Um, And so spending time reading the Bible daily, make it make it to the end of 2018. How many times are you going to go every year? I'm going to, you start us strong and by March. <laughs> Some people may make it to April, may make it to June, July. And then what Bible reading? What happened? Reading the Bible will not prevent trials from happening, but it will prepare you for them. It will equip you to overcome them, but it will not stop them from coming. No one's preaching that gospel that is not a gospel, that no trials. How many don't, if you don't want trials, just die. (laughs) If you don't want to deal with the devil, just die. Somebody once came to a minister and says, I want you to pray for me that I don't ever have to deal with the devil. Well, I guess you want me to pray that you die. (laughs) Because as long as you're in his life, You're either in the beginning of a trial, the middle of a trial, or the end of a trial. And guess what? You may get a little period right before the next trial. (laughs) I mean, you 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 got trial. You're going to have trials. Where am I going to come to a place? I just it's I'm just going to float like a rose when you die and go be with Jesus. Well, there are no trials. <laughs> but in the meantime, in this world, Jesus promised you will or you shall have tribulation. So you're either in the middle, it's the beginning, the middle, or the end. You may get a break for a, a, a second, and then you enter another trial. Another opportunity to believe God. So when trials come, some days you just got to laugh. Because <laughs> the Bible says, count it all joy when you fall into diverse t- trials and tribulations. So laugh. <laughs> oh, what are you laughing at? I'm laughing at you, devil. <laughs> you think I'm going to fail? <laughs> God believes this much in me that he allowed this to happen? <laughs> I just believe God. Amen. You got to get in your heart and your mind. That's your attitude. That was good. Count it all joy. Yeah. 
Count it all, Joe. It's just an opportunity to believe God. I need some money, but just an opportunity to believe God. I need healing. In my, I just another opportunity to believe God. Thank you, Lord, for this opportunity. I praise you. I'm gonna milk this opportunity. Bring it on, devil. Come on, bring, bring it on. Opportunity to put into practice what I believe. And then jump down real quick before you leave. Jump down real quick. Verse 13. It says, I believe that I shall look or see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. You got to believe that you're going to see the goodness of the Lord. The one thing. Seek after the one thing and you'll see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Amen. Amen. Father, we just thank you for this word. We praise you. Come on, lift up your hands. We give your name glory and honor. We thank you, Father. We seek after the one thing. We want to be with you. We want to behold your beauty. We want to gaze upon you, Father. Even as as Isaiah saw the Lord high lifted up, we want to see you high and lifted up, Father. High and lifted up in our lives, in in the earth, and in heaven, Father, we want to see you for who you are. Open our eyes. Oh, Father, we want to see you. And Father, as a byproduct of seeing you, we'll see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Lord, yes, we will. Yes, we will. We give your name glory. Come on. Join me standing. Join me standing. Hallelujah. We praise you. We praise you, Father. We praise you, Jesus. We glorify you, Jesus. We glorify you. Hallelujah. We glorify you. We worship you, Jesus. We worship you, Jesus. Hallelujah. We glorify you. There is none like you. There is none like you, Father. There's no one like you, Father. No one like you, Lord. Hallelujah. We love you, Father. We worship you, Jesus. We worship you, Jesus. We worship you, Jesus. Hallelujah. We glorify you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise your Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Glorify your name. We glorify your name, Jesus. Thank you. You're so worthy. You're so worthy, Father. We want to behold your beauty, Father. We want to see how beautiful you are. Oh, Holy Spirit, open our eyes. Open our eyes that we may behold the beauty of the Lord. Oh, we want to meditate in in his presence. We want to read the Bible in his presence. We want to pray in his presence. We want to praise and worship, Father. We thank you, Father. We worship you, Lord. We glorify you. We bless your name. Give your name glory. Hallelujah. And all the people of God say amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. That concludes this week's message, and thank you very much for listening. For more information about Kingdom Living Ministries, please call us at 732-324-2200 or visit our website at kingdomlivingnj.org. Also, you can write to us by mail at P.O. Box 519, Rancocas, New Jersey, 08073. And lastly, if you would like to partner with this ministry through your prayers or financial support, contact us via email at partners at kingdomlivingnj.org. Our prayer is that this message has encouraged you to live out the kingdom of God daily in your life by your obedience to His Word. God bless you.